0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. And we have two special guests with us today for Matinee Heroes, Craig and Alan. Welcome, hey. guys.
1: Well, thank you. That looks pretty cool. i didn't. i I'd never seen that before. Yeah, uh, I, I, I thought, thought we were going to be in the ring that. all
2: of a sudden.
0: <laughs> yeah. Seven days. yeah. Seven days. I forgot to tell you, that's what happens on the show now. You have seven <laughs> days to live after you've been a guest on the show. No.
2: So, <laughs> Way things have been going. For yeah, it's no, far
3: out sick and twisted pleasure. <laughs> we, yeah, the way things have been fun. going
2: recently seven days is too long so um, yeah, yeah that's, you know,
3: a really, that's a lifetime in 2020
2: yeah that'll be, that'll be a whole nother show by then that's yeah. very true very true
0: <laughs> well guys say thank you so much for being here we really appreciate it um, we've had the opportunity. I think all three of us. Uh, Valerie is missing tonight, but the three of us have been on your show before. We're glad and we've had you on the show before, Craig. We're gra- glad to have you on the show finally, Alan. Just Thank you. Fun. It's
1: good to be on. I'm happy to be here. Alan is like Bigfoot. He
2: exists, but we <laughs> don't have many pictures of him. And when it does, it's often blurry or shiny. In this instance,
4: <laughs>
0: well, I, I'd sure. like to say I'd like to say that's ruined now, and you're going to be all over the internet after this show, but. Uh, the truth is, you're probably still pretty safe. So the amount of viewers we have, so. yeah. Yeah. Very,
1: most likely, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: We're just proving why we are both uh, audio podcast only.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. We have faces made for radio. Yeah, I don't. Maybe even faces for print. I'm not even
2: sure. Even our our voices aren't don't, don't sound like the way we look. So it's probably yeah worse than that. Yeah, F- faces for passenger carrier pigeon. So. <laughs> <laughs> T- tie a note to a rat and send him down a hole. Okay, I, I,
0: no, I think you're fine. I think you guys look great. I, I don't see any problems at all. Listen, it's not like it's not like we're winning any beauty pageants over here anytime soon. Hey! Well, what are you talking about? Right, Tracy will.
2: Sure. Tracy's looking fantastic. I've been. I've since I've met Tracy, he has gotten a little grayer, but he's gotten a lot smaller and more sure. handsome.
3: Well, yeah. Craig, your check is in the mail. Thank you. Yeah,
2: well, that's the only way I'm making money right now.
0: Smart, Smart. (laughs) Keep it going, you know, keep that flow going That's right (laughs) Well, and and you guys So Matinee Heroes just wrapped up uh, The first season of Cast Off Yesterday Which uh, we all had an opportunity to participate in Yeah, Uh, both uh, Tracy Yeah,
2: both Tracy and Valerie Made it to the
0: semifinals (laughs) Yeah, I was hoping for an all movies That make us final Uh, But uh, both Val and Tracy disappointed me In that Yeah, we
3: kind of went to bed well,
2: Val, let's be honest. Val came much closer than Tracy did because... Sandy uh, wiped
3: floor with me. Yeah,
2: he obliterated you <laughs> to the point where, because I'm the executive producer, I gave him Charles Nelson Reilly's point, point because I loved it so much. The other judges <laughs> didn't actually vote for it, but I, I vetoed it and said, look, it's not going to affect the outcome, but he deserves a point for Charles Nelson Riley. So, <laughs> but otherwise, it was pretty much a total devastation. I-
3: hey, losing to the eventual champion, there's no shame. And Randy did it again. He,
2: last night, uh, for Pulp Fiction, it was, it wasn't as close as it looked. You know, I try Mm -hmm. to make it look as close as possible. I don't manipulate anything. That's the actual order, so I don't really try to stack it so it looks like there's going to be a tie, but it it, it, it really was, uh, you know, he took the, he, he fell behind right away and then just swept the rest of the board and You try to make it a little bit more dramatic, and I I think I did, but Randy deserved it. He did a great job, and and Patrick was great, too. Patrick had
3: some great choices. That was a hard movie to recast.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think one of the reasons why it was hard is because everybody was trying to think of an overall cast that would mesh together, because that's what Quentin Tarantino does, but that's not how the game is played. The game is actor by actor. Right, and maybe maybe in a season two we'll give an extra credit point for the whoever's got the best overall cast as well. Maybe that'll be a bonus point. Oh, that's but cool. Maybe that'd be a tiebreaker. I don't know, but um, yeah. So I was
0: just gonna ask if there was gonna be a season two. So I, I guess
2: that's... you know, I don't know right now. I'll be honest with you because it's the the computer that I use is so borderline as it is. That, mm-hmm. And it's so difficult for me to, like, the first thing I do when a show's over is I walk out to my wife who's watched it and I go, what went wrong? Because <laughs> uh, it's so difficult to do the buttons and get everything prepped and and do it. And I got to be somewhat entertaining and on my toes. We'll see. What I need is more participants. It's a lot easier to get judges than it is to get participants. And, yeah. uh, and so we'll see. I'll, I'm going to put out the call, make some adjustments and see what we can do.
3: Cool, but I, I, I really it appreciated you
2: guys coming out for the first round. Oh, it'll definitely you. be it'll definitely be at live Comic Cons. That is something that I guarantee you. If they pick yeah. us, we will show up because I think this will be much better with
0: a crowd that gets to vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree.
2: That doesn't know you because I don't want the internet mm-hmm. to decide mm-hmm. because then right. it's just whoever's got the most followers. But in a room, yeah, I'm
0: stuffing that ballot box for Tracy and Val if we have that <laughs> opportunity. Right? I mean, check well, I, I got yeah. my I got their backs. They don't I, stuff it for me, obviously, but I would do it I for do them. want
2: to say that Randy even won the prediction uh bracket. I know.
0: So really? He, so Negally not only did he,
2: he did everything. So he not only did he win the game, <laughs> he awesome. won the prediction ballot. But we'll, but we'll uh, see about season. Two. Have,
0: hmm? So this month I know is your guys' birthday month, and we've had a couple of episodes on Matinee Heroes that have had that have had to do with that um yours your birthday was yesterday right craig and then
2: uh, valerie and i share a birthday so we both uh, turned 41 yesterday yep august. and i and i turned um some something some. yeah <laughs> exactly no no i'm considerably older than uh, valerie but yes august 23rd was, uh, was valerie's birthday as well so happy birthday valerie
0: you
3: uh, uh, know she's you not here in the month yeah i so a couple of
0: you guys had a couple of episodes this month that had uh, that you guys picked. I think Alan, yours was "Angels with Dirty Faces," right? Yeah, it's an and all-timer
1: then, for me. I love that film.
0: Awesome, and and Craig, I, what was your? Well, it's the one thinking? that's
2: currently out now, "The Hunt for Red October." What we do that's is right. we pick we pick movies. Now I just happened to pick a movie that was a heroic movie, but we pick movies that askew the format, or we're not enslaved to the format for our birthday picks. So if we mm-hmm. wanted to pick something that was just a, a drama with no heroes, we could do that. Um, but, w- you know, it just happened to be that we both had picked somewhat heroic. I think your, your movie, Alan, was a little more anti-hero than it yeah, was hero. But it was it still a great movie. It's a fantastic movie.
1: Yeah, it was a crime film. But I mean, like, what, last year you picked um, uh, Mosquito Coast, or it might have been two years ago? I, um, think, that,
2: I think last year was Robin Williams' um that's For right. We did Robin. We, we yeah, did Robin right. Williams
1: entirely that month. Yeah, because
2: I picked what dreams may come, and then you
1: said, "Oh, I want to do a whole month of Robin Williams." Yeah, and I did. Uh, I did World According to Garp. So yeah, uh, nice. I, so, I love that film. That <laughs> might be my favorite Robin Williams movie period. Anyway, but uh, yeah, and Lithgow's amazing awesome. in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just did sure. uh, Tango and Cash
2: with uh, Stephen Izzy. Um, from, oh yeah, uh, everything I live in. I I had not seen that movie since it came out, and seeing. Seeing Kurt Russell dressed as a woman made me appreciate <laughs> John Lithgow even more. <laughs> in a world according is, to art,
3: my my a, mom loved Tango and Cash. That it's, is a weird sentence. Mostly, out of mostly because she really changed. liked she really liked the actors.
1: Yeah. it's a fun movie. It's still fun. It still holds up. You know, it's 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 a blast. We might probably do it eventually in our show. So. Kurt oh Russell. yeah, oh yeah. Kurt, hey, I, I will say that Jake Kurt Russell head. is
2: a, is charming. It's, Kurt Russell is charming AF in that, but right, yeah. Stallone. Oh my God, it's like every other sentence is a very bad joke, and I think he was try, he was trying to make up for the fact that he almost ruined Beverly Hills Cop, and so he was trying to make a cop buddy movie, and mm-hmm. someone didn't really explain to him how comedy works.
1: You don't you <laughs> What are you talking <laughs> about? He is a master of comedy. Have you not seen Rhinestone? <laughs> I saw Oscar. Oh boy. I don't know that. Stop I've ever or my heard mom TV. will shoot?
4: Yeah, I don't really. know. That oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know you know the a story behind of Stop
1: or My Mom will shoot, right? The story behind that is that uh Schwarzenegger and Stallone are always competing, and this is what I heard from another uh, podcast, um, Junk Food Cinema. But I'm sure it's true. Uh, Schwarzenegger and Stallone were always fighting against uh, each other for parts, and um, Stallone would always scoop in at the last minute to get parts from Schwarzenegger. So Schwarzenegger made it so that he, because he would have his agent say, "Well, when whatever Schwarzenegger's interested in, I want to scoop it up." So Schwarzenegger to screw with Stallone said, "I'm going to go forward on this really awful script." from this really terrible movie. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be awful. I know it's going to be bad. I'm going to make it look like I want to be in this movie, and he's going to scoop it up and take it. And sure enough, he did. It was Schwarzenegger screwing awesome. with Stallone. So. Wow!
0: Yeah,
2: I feel I bad for Estelle true.
1: Getty, though. That's the one. I mean, she didn't really do any
2: movies. <laughs> she was only Sophia. This was her yes. only real breakout attempt, and it was
1: just awful.
0: <laughs> well, so cool. what do you guys have coming up? I think September is your Patreon month, and then then October, what, what do, do you have, have- go- we have villains in
1: October, so it's you know a couple nice. of horror films we're going to be doing. Um, we'll I think and, we decided we're
2: going to do, um, you want to do Nightmare on Elm Street? Yep. We're going to do, um, again, uh, Alan knows this. I'm not good with this, and my wife has suggested it. We're going to do uh, Dolores Umbridge from Harry Potter. Potter and, Harry Potter and okay. Order of the Phoenix. So yeah. we're going to do that
0: yeah. one. She's um, an incredible villain. Yeah, yeah. So we, and that's
2: what we want. We don't, we, no heroics. So even if, like, like Nightmare on Elm Street, there is no hero in that movie. Maybe yeah. uh, Heather, what's her name? Heather, Heather or Heather Langenkamp. Langenkamp, yeah, yep, there Lemon go. Yeah, it's go. been a while. She might be the hero in it, but really she's the victim that happens to kind of wait out the villain.
1: Yeah. Right. Uh, we're um, going to we, do The Fly. Oh, yeah. Uh, nice. Okay. And that's that's a, that's an all-timer for me. I love that movie. It's, you know, it's a great film. Uh, I think we're doing Wall Street. Yep. Gordon Gecko. So we kind of
2: throw in weird and then we're going to leave one open for anybody to suggest because, well, you know how it works. I always at the beginning of the Mm -hmm. month before I throw out to our special secret group of qualified people. Hey, who wants to talk with us about this? And if they anybody has a good suggestion, because we're always open to suggestions. But I noticed that if you don't actually have a list of movies, people don't really go, especially if it's not their podcast, they don't really volunteer titles. They right. they will volunteer to something you picked, but they will not nominate something themselves. So that makes right. sense. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, awesome. Well, and tonight we're we're talking about a movie where um, I don't know. There's not a lot of good guys. I. <laughs> what are you talking about? Walter
2: Mathau is. Listen. There's two kids. There's two people in this movie that are the heroes. Walter okay. Mathau, obviously, because right. he's going to yes. teach these kids how to win, even if when they don't, and. After watching it, I just watched it about two hours ago, two and a half hours ago. Mm-hmm. Lupus catching that ball at the end is oh, the heroic yeah. moment. And that's, that's it.
0: That's the best moment of the whole movie. Yeah, yeah for that's sure. That's their that's I their agree. victory.
2: That's their victory.
0: Yeah, I, I agree hundred percent. I just felt like so I just watched it recently too and and for those tuning in, we're we're talking about the bad news bears. This was uh, you Hey you original suggested this for we're our talking, We're talking about this movie right here. Look at this. Oh Damn. Love it.
2: The original, not that Billy Bob Thornton horrible thing. So I,
0: I made sure that on the, on the title card and everything, it was The Bad News Bears. Because when you look it up on IMDb, the original is The Bad News Bears. The remake is just Bad News Bears. Yes, yeah, I, I saw that. I saw that because
1: I was looking it up, too. I was bringing it up. Yeah. I said, wait, what's this? Oh, that's <laughs> the Linklater movie. And I like Richard Linklater, but I, and, I, and I, I, I'm a fan, but I think that that was a poor choice. Uh, yeah. I think he wanted to make a movie reminiscent of the movies he loved. Which, you know, if you look at... The, I think the Bad News Bears is... I mean, if you look at Days and Confused and the Bad News Bears, it feels tonally similar. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, because the way the characters are. So I, I I could see why Linklater really loved it, but there's just no touch in the original. The original's no. great. You, you can't make that yeah. movie now. That's why. Right. Nope.
2: Oh, can't, no, you not.
0: absolutely can't make that movie now. <laughs> <laughs> there's <laughs> no, no way. But that's no the way. great. When
2: that's he he the, put the put greatness up, of it.
0: That's a real... those are the real the ball field... And he pulls out the beer and he's got the open liquor bottle in the car as well. And he's pouring it into the beer. I'm like, oh, no, no way that gets made today. No, Absolutely. no. It's, in, it's in when they get the red stripes film, at
2: especially. the end. It's instead yeah. of champagne, they get red yes. stripes. Yes. Yeah. yes.
0: But that yeah, is no a, way that's happened in a movie either. Unless no, but that's like a real a movie Santa type that, of thing. Though. That
2: movie is what really happened in the seventies and eighties.
1: Exactly. I mean, I lived yep. it. I know exactly what Me it was. Too. I was six, <laughs> six years old when the bad news bears came out. And, uh, uh, there's something genuine about it just the way the kids behave that's mm-hmm. what kids were you know you know a lot of the stuff is glossed over now and I mean I don't I, we don't encourage, you know they make it like we're encouraging their behavior or we have to have these kids that are you know golden angels and just kids aren't kids are terrible okay right we were yeah. terrible you know that's just kids are bad <laughs> and and, uh, and we want to well, it feels parents more were just as bad then too oh yeah yeah I mean oh, that oh, whole good, stuff. Yeah. All the stuff with Vic Morrow, I mean, I, I if anybody had a Little League team, you saw that every time. There's always a parent that was just like over the top, over their yeah. kids. And, and they and, almost you know.
2: always ha- were the coach with a kid on the team. It was yeah. never yeah, mm-hmm. someone who didn't have a kid on the team. It was always a coach, a father and, and his son, and he was always putting way too much pressure on the son or putting the son in a, you know up first or in the leadoff spot or whatever the kid wanted. And you just had to suck it up. But the kids mm-hmm. are the, the, the real thing is because that's how they talked.
3: Um, yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. And that's how they acted. <laughs> and the, it's very much a um, Robert Altman film where the kids talking over each other, uh, yeah. picking on each other
1: constantly. Um, yeah. I mean, there are sequences where you have to really pay attention because everybody's talking on top of each other. And so you have to listen closely to what people are saying. One of the things that I love, I mean, we, uh, we've covered the Bad News Bears on our show and yeah. we had to. I mean, I think it's my favorite sports film. So uh, okay. it, it was. A, it's a movie that uh, I mean, because it's kind of an anti-sports film. Because right, right. these kids are here to play and have fun. And this, we're. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to offend anybody, but it's a movie about how American exceptionalism kind of ruins childhood. You know, because because yeah. because it's about these kids just want to play. You know, they want to have right. fun and play with, and and, and they make it into the, they boost it into this capitalism sort of you have to win at all costs kind of thing. And the kids, you know, they just want to have fun and play and, and they miss the point. Uh, And I I think it's a great film like that. Um, I uh, played the bad news bears in front of an audience about three years ago in the screening at the Alamo draft house here in Houston. We had this event called called Hullabaloo uh, where uh, myself and the, the programming director, a couple other people, Meredith borders and uh, who writes for Fangoria and, um, and we we all picked movies that we want to see with an audience. So uh, well, I picked. Don't forget the the key thing to that
2: whole thing. People buy tickets not knowing what the movies are. That's right. So it's a secret. So cool. It's a one day film festival. You go in blind and they pick the movies, but you have no idea. So you just buy the ticket and you hope it's a good slate. Yeah, you hope we yeah. we pick right. But you that's
3: know. <laughs> cool. I like that. That's <laughs> so kind of fun.
1: It got you know this year. We didn't get to do it because the world ended, right. but, uh, <laughs> but, but, but uh, you know, and I played it and I, you know, I came, I, I was wearing this shirt and I came out in front and said, um, is there anybody who hadn't seen the Bad News Bears? And, and most of the audience raised their hand. I think you were there, Craig, right? Uh, not, for, well, yes, for the Bad News Bear. Yes, I was for, the, for that one because that was yeah. right before I left for Houston. I left yeah. Houston. Yeah, yeah. So um I mean half the audience raised their hand they hadn't seen it. And just watching shocked. watching them watch that movie, especially <laughs> when Tanner drops, you know, all the words that he drops. It's just and, and, yeah. I, and I looked, you know, I especially looked at people watching that. And you can see the jaws drop. You know, it's <laughs> like and I and I said right when I introduced the movie, I said, look, this is a very 70s movie. It is yeah. not the it is not eighties, it is not nineties, it's not present day. Uh, yeah. these kids cuss up. They, they cuss so bad that your your ears will turn blue. And well, uh, go ahead.
0: Oh, I was going to say, and, and not just, but just the terms that they use, too. I mean, Tanner, yeah. when he's saying, you know, this is a team full of, and then he lists what it's a team full oh, of. Yeah, that's like, a, that, that sentence
2: would get you banned for life. Cancel yeah, culture sentence, would have
0: taken him out. I, Instant operating. I now. told my wife. I said, if if this movie were to play on any of the major streaming services, and I don't know that it is. I looked for it and I found it on Amazon Prime, and I could watch it yep. through IMDb TV. But if it was to play on any, it would have one of those warnings on the front that like <laughs> this is representative of the time that it was made and it oh, yeah. was acceptable then is not acceptable like what they're now. They're doing for Gone
3: with the Wind, and they should it, it, do it, that like-
1: for the Bad News Bears. Honestly, I mean, I, I, you know, they really should because I mean, it's it the parenting in that movie is like wow, you know, you know, back oh, in the seventies, it's like. It's, it's like
2: there isn't and, any parenting in that movie.
1: That's the, that's the thing. <laughs> you never see anybody's parent except
2: unless they're there to watch the game or coach the game. Yeah. Other than it, that, yeah. there are no parents, and that's how it was. Yeah. There well, literally was can... the, the sun comes up, oh, yeah. mom and dad go to work, gone. And they even well, tell you, even... don't come back until the streetlights mm-hmm. come on, but yeah, you better exactly. be back.
1: I remember that because in the summer of those, those years, at 8 o'clock or 8.30 in the morning, especially during the summer when they were at home, they said, I've worked all week, go away. And you know, they, uh, yeah. they push you out of the house, and then you're just gone until the sun goes down. I want to and- know what Jake does because he's got <laughs> six
2: of them. What do you do? Because if you do that with one or two of them, you still got four left. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, we 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 don't really send them out. I mean, that I think childhood has changed so much since then because yeah. of what what the way kids socialize now is so much of it is online, whether it's through video games or you know Facebook or whatever. Uh, the kids are using these days. I should probably get on top of that. But um, <laughs> like, you probably I think it's just changed so much that they, don't, they don't, don't go out as much. And honestly, as a parent, with all the crap that goes on in the world, I'm not sure I want them to go out as much as I did as a kid. And I yeah. don't think I went out as much as you guys did. No, because <laughs> I, I will say that I don't think there's as
2: much of stuff going on now as there was. I just think right. if one thing happens, it's on the news cycle, on the national not- news. Because I'll be watching right. the national news and they'll say, oh, this little kid was, is missing. Why did this kid elevate himself past all the other kids that get lost on a daily basis? Because uh, I don't think yeah. it's
1: any more or less. I just think we're parents are scared more. Well, yeah, you know, I think you're right. Uh, I, I think so, too. I mean, I, I, I remember those years I mean, from seven to 10 or 11. I mean, if I was not in school, I just didn't wear shoes. I was just out there all the, uh, running around and barefoot and, Whoa. you know, just goofing off with friends and stuff. Apparently, like, I didn't know Alan was a hillbilly. Yeah, we, <laughs> dude, I, I, I'm still here in Texas. You know, we're all, you know, Listen, my kid, it's, again, my but it's kid 100 degrees. Back. How do you get on the asphalt? Don't you burn your feet. Well, it's you know another- it's hotter now than it was back then. You know, global warming is a real thing. Oh, that's right. You grew
0: up in the ice age. I forgot. <laughs> so my my kids have been home since March. Today was their first day going back to school. We literally had to look for one of my my oldest son who has not put on shoes forever. We had to look for his shoes today because we had no idea where they were. So he we could go to school because that's right. how long it's been since he's had shoes on. So. It's yep. a school
2: yep. full of nels. They all
0: kind of know about
2: to say in the wind, and they're just kind of <laughs> walking around. They don't know what the act or try to behave it's just it, yeah. jodie yeah, foster's it, now it's everybody it's like, at school today
3: <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> that, was a, a <laughs> that was a very good reference i was very impressed with that.
0: that i love that i used to do that all the time <laughs> then, so, but i do feel like you watch this movie and it is what i understand it was like in the 70s i mean and there's stuff that that you just wouldn't see i mean the fact that that uh butter the whole time Every game, every practice, he's got beer. I mean, he's got oh, a yeah. Yeah, sure. at least a yeah. beer, and I'm like, yeah. there's no way they're going to show that in in what is a family friendlyish type movie. Yeah.
3: And he's not specific to one brand.
0: No, he's cheap. No. It's whatever's <laughs> cheapest. I'm sure it's whatever's on sale at the time. We used yeah, to do the same sure.
2: thing in our softball team. We just like you're in charge of getting four twelve packs of beer. So yeah. you go into the store and whatever was cheap, usually right at the front door, you grabbed. And yeah, he was drinking Schlitz. He was drinking Budweiser. Uh, that,
4: uh, my dad was Miller, a Schlitz, Stripe. Right?
2: Yeah.
4: My dad
1: was a Schlitz man. So yeah, yeah. yeah that, that <laughs> and and Lone Star, but Lone Star's
0: awful. I mean, I live in and, Texas and Lone Star's terrible. So, <laughs> and the but kid you know, with the motorcycle blew my mind too. Like, was that something that happened? Yeah. Like 10, 11 yeah, year old sure. kids riding around on motorcycles? Yeah, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, had, I mean, I had
3: friends that would go right out in the fields. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the thing about
1: Kelly Leak is, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like I know these kids. I, I feel like they are sure. kids <laughs> that I grew up with. I, I I feel very close to them and under and I, you know you understand them really well. I, and when I saw it, I was six years old, and I just really identified with with all the characters. One of the things that I you know discovered later, you know, watching this movie, uh, it's written by a guy named Bill Lancaster. Two things okay. need to know about Bill Lancaster. First thing is he's um, Burt Lancaster's son. Okay. The, and the other screenplay he wrote is John Carpenter's The Thing. Okay? <laughs> okay? <laughs> so
3: That is a good resume right there.
1: Yeah. Those two movies. And you know what? You watch them. And you think about it, and you listen to the cadence of all the characters, and they sound really similar, and the relationships between them, and the and the antagonistic relationship in some points between those characters in the Bad News Bears and in the Thing are very, very similar. Uh, and I, I love that about it. I, I mean, and it's he's one of my favorites. I mean, he's only written really two films, but I yeah, mean, but he's, those he's, what two? He's Good. gone. Right. He's yeah. He's gone now. But those two movies are. Fantastic, obviously. It's
2: not quantity; it's quality. The other thing you won't see is an 11-year-old girl going on a date to a rock concert with some dude, and even—I mean, Walter Mathau's like, mm, you know, I don't think this is right, but he doesn't really stop her, and right. she's well, 11 no. years old. You yeah, don't know. Yeah. You're not going to the Rolling Stones at 11 at a uh, you know Friday at well, eight. Tell you what, yeah.
0: no 11-year-old girl in my house is doing that. That's no,
2: <laughs> no, no, no 11-year-old girl <laughs> should be doing that anytime. Yeah. Because right. like well, I said, then, even Walter Matthau was kind of hesitant, so it's not yeah. necessarily acceptable back then, right. but there's no parents your- around. No-, no, there
0: really isn't. The parents, like you guys mentioned, the parents in this film, even the guy who comes and starts the baseball team, I'm still not 100% clear which son was his because it was so his kid could play and all the other kids. But then like there's really no connection between him and the kids like that you see on the film. You know what I mean? It's just he's there, but his- he's not there.
1: I know who his son is. I just can't remember the name. There's so many names to remember. I mean, the, the most names I remember is Tanner, Kelly Leak, and, uh, yeah. and, and Amanda. And was it Ogilvy's
0: yeah. dad? De- is
1: it,
2: is it Ogilvy? Ogilvy? I think yeah. it's
0: – no, not, not, not Ogilvy. No, uh, Ogilvy was the nerd. It wasn't him. It was the other – so there's – I think it was like the – so Tanner, the little blonde kid, and then there was Lupus, the quiet blonde kid, and then there was a third blonde kid that yes. has the same haircut. Yeah, like
2: I think – well, they all had the same haircuts. So they all had yeah. that straight well, bleached yeah. yellow hair. Um, I, I have pictures of my wife because when she was a little girl, she had that same little haircut
1: because that's a, it's just easy to do back in the 70s and 80s. And, you know, um, yeah, the movie is rough in comparison yeah. to modern day kids. Right. I mean, they, they, they don't play around with it. But one of the things I've appreciated, even on recent rewatching, is that all of these characters have arcs. They're not the same person from the beginning to the end of the film the first scene you know one of the first few scenes that we see tanner for example and he's just cussing up a storm and he's saying dropping all the words that he drops and you know the scene where he takes up for lupus and he and he you know gets beat up and then he tells lupus well you know if you weren't picking your nose all the time you know maybe people wouldn't give you so much crud (laughs) and uh and but the look on his face when he says it he's like you know he understands. I mean, if there's. This is a film. When they talk about bullying in high school or bullying mm-hmm. in school, and this is a film where it's like, well, it's part of their natural life. You, you these kids have been bullied forever. Yeah. You know, they, they don't, they don't even acknowledge the existence without bullying, really. Yeah. And uh, the, this these these kids have an arc to them, and and, and uh, at the end of the day, you know, like one of my favorite favorite lines of this film is um, uh, Ahmed, and uh, when he says. This one's for Allah. It's going out there, sucker. And I love that part. I love that part so much. I'm thinking, you know, and when that part played in the theater, when we watched it, everybody just started cheering. You know, it's like a great moment. And, you know, that's why you can't make this movie in kind of you can't sand down the edges because the edges are the point. Uh, These are these are kids that are emulating the adults around them. And they uh, uh, they think that uh, this is how grownups behave. And they're they're not really told otherwise because the parents are they're just not there, not you there. know. So, uh, yeah. so um, when they l- they're learning to be kids again, and right. when you know, and when, when when Buttermaker sees, him, he says, "Don't you want to get these guys?" And he screams at him, and then the camera pans to all their shots, and he sees that they just want to have fun. They want to be kids, and th- there, there shouldn't be this much weight on a baseball game, and. No. Uh, right. Right. And I mean that's that's really why I love the film as much as I do. I mean it's like I said it's kind of an anti-sports movie and a true yeah, 70s really
2: movie because in most movies in the 70s you don't win. Yeah, yeah. You don't that's win. That's another thing. That's, that's another thing. So life the, is not a bunch of series of victories. Life right. is a series of failures with the occasional victory to convince you to keep going because it's like being it's like being a millionaire. People think they're all inevitable just waiting to be millionaires at some point. No, most of us are going to be poor or middle class for all of our lives no matter how hard we struggle but there's always that little bit of hope that we could be that's a millionaire so happened. we keep trying and we keep trying and we keep working and we keep trying to do something different and
1: be our best it's interesting that rocky and the bad news bears came out in the same year and they both lose Yep. Yeah. you know that's true and, and i think i'm not trying to speak for my generation gen xers but i think that i thought you were a baby boomer Oh yeah, no, I'm a Neanderthal. Um, <laughs> you know, I got the white beard. I'm the oldest looking one here. That's uh, showing people winning.
0: Yes, oldest looking. We'll say yeah. looking. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, your your beard is whiter than mine, Craig. You know, that's what I just said. Thanks yeah. for paying
2: attention. I sure uh, did.
1: <laughs> I was on a, I was on a roll. You kind of like, stopped me on the track. You know. But you know, uh, a movie that I think teaching i mean and craig has written a book about it i think teaching about losing is more important than teaching how about how to win uh, mm-hmm. how to how to lose is where your dignity comes in and you know it's you know whether it's rocky saying well i don't care if i win the match i'm just going go to go to go the distance to these kids who give everything they can to 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 put it out there and and everybody gets a shot lupus gets a shot all the other kids who don't play very well get a shot and it's the it's the it's the loser kids quote unquote that actually give them a chance to get on board the to win the game and then this is a bad play that kelly leak it doesn't doesn't get there and losing is more instructional than winning and you know this the way these kids hold their dignity at the end it says you treat they treat us like crap all year and we're just not going to take it we are we could play you right again right now and the same thing would happen we might lose we might win we are just as good as you are and we may have lost today but we won't lose tomorrow and i i think Mm -hmm. i think it's a, a valuable lesson you know I don't want to burn any of the other generations down, but other generations don't have loser movies.
0: That's true. That's very true. I was going to say, you know, growing up, uh, I consider myself a child of the 80s and 90s. This movie ends with them winning the championship if it's made in the 80s or 90s. I mean, it it was called The Mighty Ducks and it was about hockey, but like, (laughs) it ends with them winning, right? And, And that's what we watched growing up and so it's very interesting to go back and watch a movie that's kind of the same premise but they don't win at the end and Mm -hmm. what are the lessons that you can learn from that uh and it's one of the things i've always loved about the the first rocky movie is he doesn't win in the end but it's a it's a victory because he did go the distance
3: yeah right
0: he made it to the end of the of the of the fight um which is what he wanted to do and that's a victory to him um and I think that just speaks to where every, everything was in America, especially in the 70s compared to in the 80s and, and 90s. Oh,
1: yeah. We just came off Vietnam. Uh, every, Watergate. Uh, everything was, you know, everything was a losing experience for most people at the time. You know, we the, you know, the traffic line, the gas lines on, the, on you know, the uh, inflation. It was just, you know, it wasn't I'm, I'm not going to make any comparisons to now, but it, it wasn't a great time in America at the time. So, right. For people to understand there is value in losing. There's a lesson to be learned there. Uh, you, you should learn it and, and take the most of it. So I, I, I love Bad New Spirits for that. Yeah.
0: That's a great point. I, for me, and I'm curious about this. You said you showed this um, and to a theater a couple of years ago and half the people hadn't seen it before. What were the reactions generally of the people who hadn't seen it before? Uh, well, the one I remember the most
1: is when uh, Vic Morrow hits his kid on the mound. Mm-hmm. yeah uh, mm-hmm. and uh the way everybody because yeah. everybody's laughing everybody's having fun you know enjoying the game and then suddenly the whole the theater sound just drops You know, no, nobody says anything they just, oh, you know and everybody's yeah. quiet it's like dude i mean they may not i mean parents hit their kids <laughs> you, know, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, you know bad parents hit their kids you know and and that whole moment uh you know everybody's quiet and then everything gets serious and it's like well, this is supposed to be a baseball game. Why is it like this? Why are we like this? You know, and, and I mean, I don't want to I don't want to make upset anybody, but I'm, I mean, I'm a liberal. I'm, I'm, I don't care to let me know it. And the whole thing about this film to me is that. Uh, sure, sports sports is great. It can teach you friendship. It can you know teach you uh, all sorts of valuable things, but when it gets to the point where you are in a competition and you have to hit your kid because they're doing something wrong on the mound, right. it's gone way too far. It's yeah. gone way too far. Absolutely. And, but the, I, I mean the whole reaction to the kid who, you know, he says uh, he holds the ball after he catches it and everything happens and they get runs in that kid, by the way, is the little kid in the courtship of Eddie's father. Um, which is probably a show that might be before your time, but, uh, yeah,
2: I I, he definitely looked familiar to me. Cause I, yeah. I remember seeing yeah. that, but yeah, that yeah. is, uh, Bill Bixby. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, that was the yeah. show before the incredible Hulk. So it's even yeah. before then. So that shows you how old Alan and I are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I that, remember
3: the incredible Hulk. I didn't, yeah. I didn't get into Bixby. Of, co- of course yeah. you
1: are. You're a nerd. Of course you remember the incredible Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> but well, you know, yeah. uh, that scene uh, really caused the crowd to kind of freak out. The ending, the the last moments when they throw the trophy and everything. And uh, right. I think hearing Tanner just go on his rants, you know, it's like yeah. you know, their, their eyes would get bigger. And it's like, well, kids don't talk like that. And it's like, oh,
0: yes, they do. You're just not oh, around. Yeah. 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 You need to spend some more time around kids because they do.
2: I don't blame him for throwing that trophy because you saw how big the first place trophy was. And then the second place trophy was like broken piece <laughs> off the top of the, the best trophy. Yeah. I would have thrown <laughs> it away, too.
0: Yeah. Well, but that's that's the way it goes in sports, right? The big trophy for the first place, and nobody remembers who second place was. Sure, yeah, but that's
2: yeah. But that's where most of us are. And Most of us are yeah. going to be second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth place. So right, how do right. you how do you live with that? How do you how do you <laughs> learn from that? And that's yeah. why movies in the '70s were so great, is because they were trying to teach people that getting knocked down is. It, it, hopefully, it doesn't happen too hard or too drastically. But we've all been in situations recently, where, whether it's, whether it's a health situation or it's a financial situation, what are you going to do besides sit there and cry about it?
1: Yeah, right, because yeah.
2: no one's going to rescue you. Um, yeah. I mean, hopefully you have a safety net of some sort. But most of us, if something happens, we may, maybe have a spouse to rely on and that's about it. Um, we're all yeah. in it ourselves. So if you have those tools ahead of time, when, before bad things happen... When it does happen, you're not completely thrown. I mean, I knew that when the 2008 financial disaster happened, mm-hmm. the suicide rate amongst 20-year-olds went through the roof because yeah. for a lot of them, it was the first time they ever failed in anything. Right. Uh, right. And so they didn't, know, they didn't have the tools or the, the mindset to even fathom what would happen if things went wrong. Oh, so, well, the
0: great, great news for millennials is we're getting used to it now. So <laughs> well, no, not, you're not, you're
2: <laughs> Millennials, a, yeah, you guys
1: are. who's the What's the new generation called? I don't even know what
2: the, they're Gen, the ones that are going to really get Gen
1: y or Gen Y or Gen Z? Yeah. 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 No, millennials are Gen Y, and the new one's Gen Z. But you're going to run out of
0: letters of the alphabet. There's
3: Gen Z, and then there's a, there's another one. It's like, I can't remember.
0: Z-Lennials or z or something like that. I can't like remember. Yeah. I'm, I'm just yeah. waiting
2: for them to be called the Eoli. And
1: that'll be done.
2: What's the the, the more locks in the from the? Uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> that, that's, probably, that's probably next.
1: That's probably next week.
0: Yeah. yeah that, <laughs> that'll, that'll be I'm a good Thanksgiving.
1: About,
0: <laughs> talking about the scene where the kid gets hit on the mound, like for me, I'm watching the movie and it. I I had seen it before. It'd been a long time, so I'm rewatching it for the for the show tonight. As I'm watching it, I'm I'm seeing everything. Okay, eventually Walter Matthau's character is going to like. Come around, and he's going to be like a good guy, and I me mean, not perfect, but a good guy, right? Because he's really not great with the kids. I mean, he he's not bad with the kids; he's not abusive like the other coaches. He just doesn't care, yeah, right. right. And and then when he's coaching the championship game, and he's yelling at him, and he's calling names, and every time they don't listen to what he wants them to do, and the whole thing, and he's get got caught up in the whole competition of it. I'm like, okay, eventually he's going to come around. And I just and then, of course, it's the moment when when the kid gets hit on the mound and he starts to realize like for him, that seems to be the moment where he kind of starts coming around to like, what are we really doing here? And does it really matter whether we win or lose? And, you know, more than the kids having a good time, and that's when he sends lupus in and the dad comes down and yells at him for doing that and, and everything else. Um, I just felt like it took a long time to get to that point. I'm used to my my characters like this that are kind of grumpy and bad in the beginning that redeem themselves at the end. I'm used to them doing that sooner in the movie. Yeah, yeah. they don't redeem themselves <laughs> in the end.
3: <laughs> well, well, not, you not know, five minutes before the credits. You know, the yeah, they redeem
0: themselves in the middle so you have a whole half of a movie
2: to enjoy them. But, right. right. But you have Walter Matthau, who is such a great curmudgeon right. yes. that I mean, he's not dislikable. So, he, yeah, he's kind of <laughs> apathetic. He Think about it. He's, just a, he's a freelancer. He's a hired gun. He's only right. there. He doesn't have any kids involved. He probably isn't even involved in the community at all. He just got this. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Chico's uh, bail bonds was someplace that he had used on a couple occasions. (laughs) Maybe. Probably.
0: That's how he knew about him.
2: He could care less about the kids. He just wants to check. And, yeah, the kids kind of grow on him. I think he really does appreciate Tatum O'Neill's character. Yeah, Um, Amanda. Amanda. I think he really appreciates her, but he screwed things up with her mom and, you know. Once you do that, it's hard to do as a stepdad to begin with because he wasn't a stepdad. He was a step boyfriend. So even at that point, it's hard to maintain a relationship at all. So I think he kind of understands that, yeah, the kids are okay, but I don't he doesn't have to like them. He just has
1: to coach them. There's there's a couple of things in here that I mean, I think that uh, Walt, I mean, Buttermaker he recognizes in these kids a little something of himself because he's a loser. He knows he's a loser. These kids are losers too. One of the first moments in the movie that I, that I kind of, it's a little tiny thing, but I I like it where uh, one of the players is going up to bat and he says, maybe I should, I am a normally a a left-hander. Maybe I should switch the other side of the plate. And, and butter maker says, no, not yet. Mm -hmm. And it's like, He's coaching him right at that moment. He's coaching him, you know, and it's like, so he, he's, he's, he's slowly, but surely coming along to these kids. And then when Ahmed climbs the tree and he takes off all his clothes and he says, man, um, he says, you know, it's a I know you want to quit, but it's a nasty habit. Once you get started, it's hard to quit. It's hard to break. And, uh, I think he starts to, I mean, even, I mean, the C when he's, when he, he's really kind of uh, connecting with the kids earlier than, than it seems like it's just that when he realizes that they can actually win and he's going to do it at all costs. Cause it's, cause it's, then it stops mm-hmm. being about them and starts being about him, him. And, right. and then, and then, you know, another moment for that is one of my favorite moments in the movie. I have a lot of, them. this is one of my favorite films. Um, where, you know, Amanda's trying to get him to go out with her mom again. Yes. And, and yes. And the way that he kind of like methodically says, you don't I am bad for you. I'm a terrible person. <laughs> and I'm and I, and the only way I can the only way I can probably cut you out of this is to really go for the throat, which he does. And then there's yeah. that shot as she walks away where he's drinking the beer and he's got tears running down his face. Yeah. And uh, it's he, he, he throws a lot of stuff. He's, he's, it's a yeah. really great performance by him. It's one of my, it's, it's, he's, he's incredible in it.
2: Well, he's throwing, he, he, he got real mad at um, the catcher when this is right after they decide yeah, that they're gonna, they vo- voted and they're going to quit. That's yeah. when he's not going to, and he throws, I mean, and he doesn't just kind of toss it. He th- whips the clothes at the kid. He throws that beer at her. He is not a nice guy, but that's the seventies as well. Yeah, um, they're yeah. treated like little adults, and yeah. you don't see that in movies
1: because right, you know. those kids were humiliated by that la- that first game. They lost so bad. Oh yeah. And when they when he when and he, when when you know but- Buttermaker sees how badly they lost and how bad that he was so disconnected that it happened, he felt guilty. And it's like, no, no, I'm gonna at least they're not going to quit like this. They're not going to quit at their lowest point. If they're going go right. to go out, they're going to go out at, at at least on with some dignity and on their own terms. So yeah. I mean, I think that's a I mean. Even though he's throwing a damn mitt at somebody's head, you know, I, I think he's, <laughs> he's tra- I think he's trying to, uh, I think he's trying to let the kids understand how much, you know, you can't just dump it. You have to, you have to see it through.
0: Yeah, and I well, and I love the the conversation with Ahmed because then that's that's where he tells the whole story about Hank Aaron and the forty two errors that he had in a little league game and just making stuff up, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so much easier to do that to kids back in the day because sure. they could go home and Google it. No, like, right, exactly. Nowadays Ahmed's going home checking out that guy's full of crap, man. There's no way that really happened. But, but yeah, I but mean, Ogilvy
2: I have to give Ogilvy credit, he yeah. knew what was going on. And that's what I liked. This this is how you would fix arguments back then, before the internet. You would say, Well, go ask that person. And knowing that they <laughs> couldn't do it now, they'd they'd have to wait. And by that time you're well gone. And so That's yeah. <laughs> true. So you could just that's say true. anything you wanted. That's why I think politicians are so stupid now because I think they get they, they don't they understand they're being videotaped and recorded constantly. Yeah. So All they'll the say time. something and they're like, I never said that. Well, here's yeah. a video of it. And you, <laughs> yeah. But back then, you could literally say anything you wanted, say, go ask your friend who's not there, right. stall, and then you'd, you'd sneak out the back and you'd be done. You'd be in everything, was, and you won that argument in the moment.
1: And by so the time I'm,
3: you get back, they've gotten. Um,
1: I'm curious to see what was y'all's first experiences with the movie. How how uh Jake Tracy, uh, when did y'all see it first?
3: Um, I, it was probably when I was about five or six. I was born in 75, so it was early 80s. Yeah when I saw HBO? it. HBO. Yeah. Was it on that <laughs> HBO loop? No, it was uh it was a, a VHS tape my mom rented from the video store.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. See, I, I remember like the Bad News Bears and Breaking Training, uh uh-huh. which, uh They went to the Astrodome, which I lived in Houston at the time. I still live in Houston, but my cousin was there at that game uh, because they they, they had what they had done is they started. They filmed it. uh, I think it was a two day shoot and they had back to back Astros games. So they would play their their the game beforehand. And then the Astros would come on and and they had crowd audiences watching them, And my cousin was in the crowd. I I was so jealous of him for that. (laughs) (laughs) Until you saw the movie. Oh yeah, it's not good. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> and then when they went to Japan, it was worse. So oh,
0: that was, yeah, that was, that was it, terrible. Oh,
2: it yeah. was diminishing returns on those. Oh yeah.
0: Big time. <laughs> I think, I think I watched this. Um, I was probably in my teens. Um, my dad had me watch it with him. He was a big baseball movie nut. He's a big baseball nut. And so if it was a baseball movie, he, you know, he introduced me to the natural and field mm-hmm. of dreams and all of those. And, um, and this was one I, that I watched with him. Um, and so it wasn't one that I necessarily grew up with, though. Like I, I think I saw it like once or twice, and then I saw it, watched it for this episode. I don't know
1: what makes baseball such a cinematic sport to. I mean, on movies, you know. I mean, because right. there, I mean, there are some, but you know, when you think of football movies, there's not. I mean, I, it's hard to really think of a, a, a. I mean, most football movies are. I mean, I love Remember the Titans. I, I love that one, but um, sure, right, uh, but there's something iconic in I mean very much American about baseball yes. obviously right so so I, I mean because it doesn't really i don't movies like that don't really play overseas as well as as they do here and this one especially because the final shot is of the American flag and right. uh and I, I there's just something really Beautiful and and it reminds you of you know the good things in America when it comes to baseball. Even though this movie is is showing the bad side of America in a lot of ways, but uh, but I think,
2: uh, I think baseball is a series of individual achievements that are happening. The pitcher is by himself throwing to a batter who's by himself, and then the ball goes to somebody. It doesn't go to a group like with football. The quarterback has to throw it to somebody, or the running back has to run through a crowd of people. Where right. baseball, everybody's spaced out. You get to see their faces. That's the other thing. You you can you see their faces. You can identify. Them. That's mm-hmm. why basketball movies are so good too. I think it's the fact that you can you can see their face and relate with them. I think that's it why basketball and baseball make it, are much better. Like Hoosiers is an unbelievable movie, but yeah. I think it's because you can see their face. You can they're individuals playing. They don't have to be all crowded up.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, uh, Although in defense of football movies, I will say my all-time favorite sports movie is Rudy. Which well, is, yeah, 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 but I it's, I mean,
1: center, it centers on him. You know, yeah, so right. not much it's not football. about the football game. <laughs> it's,
0: not like, it's not like you're over the Titans where there is a lot of the game yeah. involved in Remember the Titans. Uh, Rudy, like he's got like five minutes on the field at the end of the movie, and that's kind of it.
2: Yeah. But, and he's doing individual things. You, What they can do is they right. watch him run at a guy and hit him.
0: Not him,
2: (laughs) weave through traffic,
1: (laughs) catch the ball,
2: touchdown. No, it's him, hit the guy, down. Him, hit the guy, down.
1: (laughs) The thing about high school football movies is that whenever you see the actual games, there's just no way kids play like that. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. But you know these it's kids like you go to a real high school football game and no it doesn't look like that at all. No no. No, <laughs> it's and, really
1: no and and you go to and but you go to a baseball game and it looks like the Bad News Bears, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, so, so very much.
0: Any any of the leagues that I ever played in as a kid cuz we didn't do any of like the super fancy little league. Uh, it was always like the community parks and rec kind of little league games that we mm-hmm. would play and we looked just like the Bad News Bears every time <laughs> every year it was like always like our first year together and you didn't build a team that you played with year after year and things like that. It was, you know, my, my parents couldn't afford to put me in the big leagues like that. The big little leagues. Yeah. So.
1: I, I played baseball briefly uh, in high school, but it was, uh, I, I, and I played maybe for a game. I said, this is not for me. And I, and, I, and it's like, I became manager, uh, which was kind of weird and on its own, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but there's nothing, there isn't, You I mean, when, if it's happened to me, I mean, I'm sure it's happened. Uh, I mean, a lot of people where you, you're just bad at it. And then yeah. somebody pops a ball in your area and you, and you grab it and you feel like, Holy crap. I'm,
4: <laughs> I think yeah, I I'm contributed.
1: Amazed. I, I'm, I'm a Yeah, exactly. I contributed. I, <laughs> I did I, something. I, I, I have a moment. I've justified my existence for a few measly seconds, <laughs> you know? So,
0: yeah. Well, yeah, I, 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 I remember, um, being really into the sports movies and I still am. I really enjoy sports movies. Um, but I think as a teenager being into him, I was like, well, I want to play sports and I want and I was not athletic at all. I know that's shocking when you look at me to see that I was not very athletic because uh, I had a similar you got linebacker
2: written all over you, my friend.
0: Well, <laughs> maybe lineman. I don't know about linebacker. But, <laughs> um, but what I realized is. I enjoyed the sports movies because I enjoyed the movies. And, and for me, sports movies really got me into movies in general, because I realized I enjoy the story. I enjoy the cinematography. I enjoy the visual storytelling uh, that comes in the movies. And it just happened to be about a sport.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I feel the same way. Cause that's, I, I love sports films. And I mean, there's, there's, there's one that came out a couple of years ago that I've just watched recently called goon. I don't know if you've seen it. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's about <laughs> hockey. And, oh, yeah. um, it's with Sean oh, Michael. I've heard about that one. Yeah, Sean Michael Scott, isn't it? Is and that Sean Williams Scott? Sean William Scott. Sorry. Oh, there you go. And um, yeah. it's basically about a guy who, uh, he he's a bouncer in a bar and he could beat up people really well and but he can't skate for crap. And then the, the one of the a minor league coaches says, "Well, you sure can pound somebody. Why don't you be one of my? Uh, why don't you be a, a goon on my team? You know, somebody." So basically, what he, what he his job is is to if somebody knocks somebody down, they beats the crap out of them, and and yeah. and uh, he's an you know, enforcer. Yeah, he's an enforcer.
0: It's a really, really yeah. good it's sports good, film.
1: Leif Schreiber's in that, right? He's yeah. the other the other
2: yeah. big goon. I, I, I think, think... We
0: actually had somebody suggest that for our movie month. We didn't no, select it's, it this time. We'll have it's, to do it again, it, but... it's really
1: hard R, so it's probably it's, it's, I mean, the stuff they
0: <laughs> yeah. say It's the so that's they rate they X in, in Utah. Utah. Yeah, the stuff <laughs> they say in It may not even be allowed in the state.
1: The, the stuff honest. they say in Goon is, is far worse than they say in The Bad News the bad, well, but, but, but <laughs> To be fair, not very many movies Drop what the bad news bears drops. Oh, so, that is so. that is probably no.
2: the worst sentence anybody's ever said and have it to come out of a eight-year-old, nine-year-old kid is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I can't, I mean, you use one of those terms in a sentence it's bad to have a, right. just, it's like a, it's just a rapid fire of horrible slurs that you would
0: never, well, and not never just, see. And not just that, like, he says it, but nobody's really shocked when he says it either. Oh, no. They're yeah, like, that's, right? uh, Yeah, that's like, It's just normal. Like, yeah, yeah. well, you got to remember that as you're not one of these da-da-da-da-da-das on the team that the rest of us are, you know, trying to let him know, like, <laughs>
4: so but, but, like, crap
0: like it buddy right normal. now. Yeah. I will <laughs> say that
2: kid, that kid for being in uh, what Chino, California, has one hell of a Boston accent.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it worked for his character though. Like yeah. it well, doesn't make any sense geographically or anything else, but it works.
2: I love how you think that's that's a character choice. Well.
3: <laughs> it's like oh, that kid can't talk I think any that's other just, way. He He's I, with I think the, that's the director.
0: Talked, but it worked. It worked. <laughs> yeah. I don't mean that he chose it. I mean it just happened to work well with his character. So. Cuz
2: when he tells him to, "Why don't you just go away and drink your beer? Drink your beer. Go away. Drink your beer." It's like, "Oh, it sounds like every kid I grew up with."
1: <laughs> and nobody would ever call him Buttermaker was either Buttercrud or Boilermaker or
0: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, Butterman. Yeah. Yeah, it was never Buttermaker.
1: Yep.
4: And
0: uh, I, that's why I had to stop and think when I said earlier, I, like, I think it was Buttermaker, but now I can't remember because there were so many different names that everybody called him.
1: Yeah. So he, he's incredible in that movie.
0: was great. He he really is. And I think people that like you know, later generations, we know him from like grumpy old men and things like that, but you've really got to go back and see what he did as an actor before oh, that. Like in this movie, um, The Odd Couple, he did great work in that. Like, hey, well, don't film.
2: discount grumpy old men. Those were great. No, no, and no, Burgess no, no. Meredith no. is my favorite person in the world because of those movies. Hey, oh, yeah. you,
0: you can't get
1: to Die Hard without The Taking of Pelham 123, which is Walter Matthau stars mm-hmm. in that film. Man, that's, that's, that's true. A, yeah. That's a great that's film. That's true. Uh,
3: yeah. Yeah. He's so he a great think actor. I think it's interesting. I wanted to ask you guys, because you do uh, on your show, you guys always uh, pick alternate casts. And that's how cast off came to be. Um, So with Walter Matthau, he was actually the third pick for the uh, for the film. It was uh, Steve McQueen and Warren Beatty.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: For it originally. And how different do you think the film would be? You Um, think it would work with either one of those guys?
1: With Steve McQueen? Yes. I don't think it would work. It would work with well. It would work with Steve McQueen, but I still think the movie would be pretty different. It yeah, would not work actually, with Warren Beatty. No. Warren Beatty would not. I can't be, see no. that at
3: all. Yeah, especially no. in
1: 1976, Warren Beatty. I right. Mean, the, whole, the whole thing about Buttermaker is that he's he, he's a walking failure, and it's hard to believe the, Warren
3: Beatty to be that character. <laughs> yeah, he would never. Yeah. Put,
1: he would never put himself into that place. So yeah. 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 Now, no, I interesting I, that uh,
2: Warren Beatty was considered for this movie and Rocky.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. right.
2: Yeah. Which he couldn't yeah.
1: have done either one of those roles. That's so, true. I, I think he's just a little bit too glamorous for this kind of oh, parts, yeah. and yeah. So he, I don't think he'd well, handle. It's funny I think because he was
0: just the it guy at the time, right? Or one of the yeah. it guys at the, the names, time. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, one. When, when It's funny on our show. Um, Craig's really good at recasting. I'm better at the double feature. So, uh, it, so it's kind of, that's kind of how I look at it. So whenever I do recasting, it's. I I end up I have posters on the wall. I start looking at cast members in the posters. He, like, Kaiser Soze's it. He, yeah, he, he yeah. really just Kaiser Soze's the whole thing. Yeah. He's
2: like, if you can tell, because Jeff Bridges is, he he does Jeff Bridges a lot if you look over his shoulder. And
0: there's a Jeff Bridges poster (laughs) right behind him. Yeah.
2: Back here. (laughs) "Hmm, uh,
0: Christopher Reeve,
2: maybe? I don't know. Yeah.
0: That's funny to me because I stress out about that part of the show every time I'm on your show. How am I going to recast this movie? And I don't want to sound stupid. Um, So that's funny. You guys just pull it out of the air. I, I,
1: I. Go ahead. Adam. I don't. I don't work on it as probably as much as Craig would like. Oh, but I. Well, yes. The fact that when you, here's what I have to cut out every episode. Oh man, this is hard. Every
2: episode, <laughs> I got to take that out cause, uh, cause he'll. And I have to take that out multiple times, and then he'll come out with amazing casts because Alan knows actors. That's why we do it. It's because it's a great way to. It's not just recasting as a gimmick. It's a great way to talk about the characters because mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I know definitely. Alan. Alan will get upset once in a while because we'll be talking about the movie and he'll start going into character after character and I'll say, Well, let's do some recasting. We haven't talked about the movie. I'm like, But yes, we're going to believe me, and we do. We end up taking the character yes. and talking about why they're so great, what right. makes them important, What, and then what scenes, and next thing you know, we're talking about the actual movie. Recasting is just a, a little trick that I use to get them to talk even more about the movie.
0: That's so true. Yeah, we, we
2: really deep dive.
0: <laughs> um, you guys do really deep dive. I love being on the show, and I love listening to the show because you guys go so deep in the, into the movies, and uh, it. it's Thank really you. interesting for me. So, But
2: I only take about 15, 20 minutes to recast. Um, I usually what happens is, is if we're going to do a, a show... Say we record, usually we record on Saturdays at 3 p.m., which is 5 Allen's time. So around 2.15, I will sit down and look at the list and get an idea of what I'm thinking about because I've just seen the movie, but I don't take notes or anything. I used to do that in the first couple episodes, and I realized ah, I'm just wasting my time. He's um, doing way more work than I am. <laughs> yeah, But I don't have the brain you have. See, you have the encyclopedic brain that you can get people's names, and if I tell you a name, you know what movies they've done, and I have none of that. That's why I love baseball, but I can't do any of the stats. can't uh, remember any of them. Yeah. My brain doesn't work that way. Uh, yeah. I'm really good at watching a movie and hearing a voice and going, wait a second. Is that, I know who that is. Like we were watching true detective three season three. And this is not a big spoiler at all, but I was like, I hear a voiceover and I go, is Michael Rooker in this movie? No. And then sure enough, he shows up and I wasn't expecting him in it. And my (laughs) wife hates me because she'll watch law and order and someone will come on. And I'm like, either they're the MacGuffin or they did it because that person is too good to just show up for one episode.
0: (laughs) You know? Yeah. (laughs) Well, you watch enough movies or, or TV shows or things like that. And then you start to pick up on how they put the stories together and what works and what doesn't. And it's just, it's to me, that's part of the fun. I feel like then I'm kind of in on it with the director and the writers and everything. And so when it happens and it plays out, like I think I'm like, okay, that I, I feel like I was in on the story and the joke the whole time, you know, and that well, can be entertaining right. as well.
1: Yeah. And you know, when it comes to the bad news bears, one of the things that uh, I've always enjoyed about it is that, it is a meandering movie. It takes a while to get to certain yeah. things. It takes its time. Uh it's not all that long a movie. It's probably a little right. over ninety a little yeah. over ninety minutes, but hour yeah, 46, it's like an hour
0: forty or something like yeah, that.
1: Yeah. So um, but it doesn't it doesn't rush it. Every character has a moment and every, even all the kids, they, you know, they, you might not know their names, but you know who they are by personality. You could, everybody's different. I mean, you, you get Ogilvy or you get Tanner or you get Amanda, you get Kelly leak. And, you know, even, even the, 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 um, Mexican brothers, you know, you know who they are. And, uh, um, it, it, it takes us time to build those characters, get a rapport with them, and you get to like them because they're just kids, you know, and they, right, I mean, yeah, right. they're mean, they trying to be adults in, in a lot of ways, and it's kind of well, cute, but they're like not. Like is a strong know? term because if I actually ran into these kids
2: in real life um – I'm not sure I wouldn't Vic Morrow these kids um, <laughs> in real life.
1: In you the don't movie, want to say that you know what happened to Vic Morrow on the Twilight Zone. Well, that's not think. what I. Well, I,
2: <laughs> I might want to drop a helicopter on them too. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> Oddly enough, there's a stuntman in this movie, in the Bad News Bears, who also died by a helicopter crash. So there's two people in this movie who died by helicopter crash. Oh, crashes. man. Yeah.
0: Wow. Was that the stuntman on the motorcycle? Because let me tell you, that was the best use of a stuntman ever. The kid doesn't wear a helmet the whole movie at any other point, but then when he's popping the wheelies on the field and everything else, he's got a helmet on just yeah. for no yeah. reason. Yeah. Well, and a- it's because it's a stuntman doing doing the writing at that point, which makes sense. But
2: well, both Alan and I have met Jackie Earl Haley. He's yeah. not a big guy, so he wasn't a big kid. Um, yeah. He probably couldn't do a, a wheelie because uh, he yeah. probably yeah. couldn't lift it. He's—I mean—he's a very sweet guy, A wonderful guy, a good yeah. director. And but as a kid, he he couldn't throw that well either. So though, yeah. every time <laughs> every time he'd throw, there'd be a guy behind him throwing as Actually well. Throwing the ball. and so they yeah. would they would show they'd go up fast. And so you'd see him throw it. Or the yeah. same thing when he hit the ball, because he couldn't hit the ball either. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, this this was a lot of it was very interesting to watch this movie because last week we did the Sandlot, which I feel like is the anti Bad News Bears movie because it's kind of the same <laughs> like it's a still misfit group of kids, but there's not quite it's, the same kind of antics in it and No, it's a nineties bad news bears. Yeah so Well it's yeah. It,
2: it's, a, it's exact the same thing. Well, so it's,
0: look, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I mean, there's not the Walter Matthau character. There's not the coach, the adult that's getting involved or anything like that. And it's just the kids being kids together.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, The Sandlot is a very nostalgic look back. It, you know, it's a nostalgic yes. look back at yes. kids playing together and baseball. And and it, it's very it, – it's a good movie, but it's very nostalgic for the time. There's yeah. no nostalgia in The Bad News Bears.
0: No. Well, uh, no, uh, yeah, it's I, and played at the time that it's written and played. Yeah, like, it's but more- – but
1: if you even watch it now, as a look back to the 70s, you kind of understand that uh, looking back at that time, it's like, you know, we we remember through we remember our childhood through a lot of filters, uh, yeah. because, I mean, you look at look at the world we live in today or not even today, but just like you have a job, you have responsibilities, you have bills, you have things like that. And, and you look back at your childhood and you think, well, I was a, I was a carefree time. I did not have anything to worry about. But that's not true. Kids having a yeah. ton of things to worry about, yep. and it it, it, it I mean it, right. it's just you don't seem to remember it because you're—you're remembering a time where you under—you understand it better now because you're an adult. But in a t- when you're a kid, these these are everything's everything's a tragedy, everything's a triumph. It's there's no yes. there's no even ground. It, it, it's 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 a hard it's hard being a kid whether it's in the seventies, eighties, nineties, no matter what. And uh, I love the lie but it, I mean it—it it, it does kind of glorify those moments. And I mm-hmm. feel like the Bad News Bears is a movie that's like, man, it, being a kid is tough. Yeah. It, it is, it's not easy. And, and just because you get to play or you have ex- other experiences and we're remembering it as adults b- back then. But, I mean, I was terrified of a lot of things when I was a kid and, and yeah. I, a lot of people were. So I, I think this movie is honest when it comes to childhood. There aren't very many movies that are honest about childhood.
4: That's and, true, and
1: um, I mean, I, you can probably count them on your hand. I, I feel like E. T. is honest about childhood. It's yeah. honest about divorce. Uh, I feel like a movie uh, like, um, oh, I just had it in my head, uh, uh the uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Uh oh, yeah. is kind of an honest portrayal of childhood. Uh, uh, you know, a movie like uh, Boyhood, uh, Richard yeah. Linklater's Boyhood. You know, it, it's it's very honest about childhood. Childhood is messy and crude, and and you know it's it's just the way it is and the little triumphs are everything and you you build those up in your mind to thinking they're amazing things but everybody has them and uh when you look back on your childhood it's just it's just different so
0: yeah I, i agree and i think you know we like to watch those movies that are very nostalgic and and there's something comforting and great about that but there's also something comforting about watching a movie where you come out of it and you're like okay so my family wasn't the only one that was messed up. And my childhood yeah. wasn't the oh, only yeah. one. That, like, yeah. That's, that's pretty much what perfect. I watch and movies for anyways. Yeah. That. yeah. That, that's, and so... Um, I, that's why I, my
2: wife and I watch all these murder mysteries because it's like, well, you... You wouldn't turn me in if uh, the cops and my wife's like, yes, I would. I would turn you in immediately. I, yeah. If my brother killed somebody and I knew about it, I wouldn't be like hiding him. I'd be turning him in as well because yeah. but uh, I, so it's, I always like, oh, so I like validation sometimes when people do yeah. stuff. It's like, oh, that's what I would do as well. And in 70s yeah. movies, I think they were, it was probably the most honest time in cinema because we've been lied to for so long and they were starting to realize the truth watergate yeah. vietnam everything that yeah, i right. think that you finally appreciated the fact that oh they're not lying to us anymore uh they're
0: yeah. now okay. they, i think now or, um, they lie to
1: us a lot more or they yeah. are lying to us but we can see through it you
3: know that's, got, that's yeah. true yeah
0: well most of us anyway um <laughs> hopefully <laughs> let's let's go ahead and give this movie a grade uh tracy we'll start with you and then we'll go to our guests
3: uh i'm gonna go b plus is a it's a good solid film uh holds up really well um I, I remember seeing it as a kid, so it hit all the nostalgia buttons for me. Um, but I still enjoyed it even as an adult. Because there are some where you look back um, on movies that you saw as a kid and, and you go, wow, that's really not good. Um, but this this holds Goonies. up. This is a, sorry. A, a... <laughs> whoa, whoa. You Shots fired. fired.
0: <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you didn't grow up watching the Goonies, I agree 100%. If you didn't grow up watching the Goonies, they – and you don't have the nostalgia factor, so it's like, not as great as everybody says. I'll just yeah. say,
1: Go- Goonies open on a Friday, and I think my puberty hit on a Wednesday before. So that's like, <laughs> it, it's like, didn't, didn't take, didn't take. Yeah. Didn't take so. Apparently
2: Martha Plimpton wasn't enough for you, huh?
3: That close.
1: <laughs> just didn't take. It's like, just a little bit old too old for this. So, yeah. yeah. Just, so, so, yeah. Craig,
2: yeah, what so about you? What I'll give it Okay, uh, I'm going to give it a B plus as well because okay. uh, um, it does lag at spots. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, you could tighten it up a little bit. I'd, I'd like the fact that it does go slower than normal because it is a 70s movie. Nowadays, it's all cut, 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 edit, 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 get off my lawn. But um, it could have tightened up a little bit. Um, you know, there is some things that are kind of rough that are true, but they're still kind of rough. So yeah. I. I'm, you know, and Vic Morrow, as much as he's a good villain in this, he just looks like every douchebag in the '70s that I ran across that like worked with my dad. He looks just like
1: my uncle in this movie. Just just like my uncle. He he looks like
2: half the men in the '70s. Yeah, he does. He 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 does. He's like a generic. Let's get a most generic coach we could find, and that's the guy. Um, So I'm going to give it a B-plus as well. Uh, But I do love this and adore this movie. So personally, I'd probably give it an A-plus. But I mean, for a legitimate grading, it's probably about a B-plus.
0: Yeah. What about you, Alan? A all the way. It's one (laughs) of my... It's one of my favorite movies uh, and, yeah.
1: and, and watching it as an adult and seeing how it comes together. Cause you know, you don't pick up on all of the stuff when you're a kid, uh, right. you, you pick up on it partially in, in a way, but when you're an adult and you watch this and you, you know, you realize how the characters interact and, and you know, what kind of person Buttermaker is and what kind of person all the character, the kids are and the fierce competition that the parents are having. And the whole kind of, there's a, there's a, there's a theme that's running through the whole thing. Um, I, I I love it. I mean, as as a critic and and as a fan, I, I give it an A. I think it's it's a it's it's one of the best films of the seventies. And I mean, it's not not people don't talk about it. I mean, you're gonna talk about the Godfather, or the Exorcist, or the French Connection, or Jaws. Star those are Wars. all great Star Wars. All those films are great, obviously. But um, and and I I, I hold this up with them. I, I I think it's uh one of those films that uh, has. Lessons to teach even now, you know, more than almost fifty years later.
0: Well, I think yeah. I
2: did learn at least one or two new slurs watching the movie the first time I was a
0: kid. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Because we always need to learn more slurs. Well, we you need,
2: you need to know these things so when people start using them, you know who the good people are and who the bad people are. Because I grew up in like Utah, a very homogeneous, very white town, and so only the ones that they talked about, uh, you know, if uh, the religious slurs I knew. So oh, when yeah. I heard, so when you hear some of the ethnic slurs you're like why do they call it that why is what it is this that? word? Uh, yeah my yeah. dad uh, was like very awkwardly trying to explain that yeah you don't use these words this is what they mean <laughs> yeah
0: yep. um yeah so so for me I, I think it's interesting tracy you say it, it holds up really well uh, and i think it does in the way the story is told and everything else i don't think it ages well in some ways because of a lot of the the oh, term sure. language. you you can't you, you got to prepare somebody to, to watch it for the yeah first you made. do
1: and I did like when I screened it I, I made sure that people understood this is not a movie that it's 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 uh, it's definitely of its time uh, yeah you know I I mean it doesn't pull any punches and I mean I you know people like are griping you know the people like fans of the Gone with the Wind and Blazing Saddles they're they're griping about you know or some movie fans like. You shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to put a context in a historical context in front of these movies. People should just be able to watch them and understand them. It's like
0: no, no. I, yeah.
1: I I agree with it. I I, I think <laughs> as long as you don't mess with the movie, the movie right. is fine. But, right. but putting in. A, but putting it in a historical context is very, very important, so people kind of understand what they're getting into, yeah, uh, yeah. and, and I, I, I think that's that's a part of being a critic and a part of being a curator of art is to understand the context of how it was made as well as the story that was being told. So, yeah. I mean, absolutely, I, I agree with you. I I still love it, though. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I know, <laughs> I know, I know it get, I know I know it gets very racy, and I know that language is harsh, yeah. and, and but but at at the same time, I mean. I was I was that age and I said some it, pretty heinous shit too. Sorry, yeah, was, yeah, stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's, it so. is a snapshot though. It is a legitimate
2: yeah. snapshot. It's not a manufactured, type type right. of uh, discourse or whatever you want to call it. it. It is of its time, yes, but it is a, an accurate portrayal of its time versus a. It's honest. Uh, yeah, but yeah. versus sometimes they overhype it. Like uh, they did the one with the, the was it the Good Boys that just came out last year? Yeah, the,
1: the, y- yeah Good Boys. Yeah, yeah and I they were like that movie, but that, it was. That, but they were over the top. Exactly. I mean, was, yeah. I mean, this this the the language is rough, but it also feels genuine. Uh, the yeah. stuff yeah. in that movie is like, well, everything's played for a joke in that, right? So. Yeah, exactly.
0: And I, this one's I, authentic. I think for me, I, I would have to give this a, a B. Um, I there wasn't a nostalgia factor for me because it wasn't something that I grew up watching, but I can also see how this is a template for a lot of the sports movies that I did enjoy growing up yeah. and, and how they took bits and pieces from this movie. I mean, you can see bits of the Sandlot. You can see bits of like Mighty Ducks and you can see those kinds of things that I enjoyed growing up as a kid. Uh, and I don't know that you get that without this movie coming first. And so I think for that reason, and it is a classic, and it's one uh, that whether you... Uh, grew up watching it or not, you have to recognize the value that it, that it brings to the sports movie uh, genre as a whole. So.
2: Well, that's why I like doing like angels with dirty faces, or we go back and we did kill a mockingbird or uh, we do these movies that in the past, we don't do them all the time, but when we do, because it is like cinema archeology. Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you go back and see, yeah, you go back and see where everything came from and then you can see the evolution of it. Now, now, do you like the stuff that's now more? Maybe. But at least you can go back and see where it came from. It's when people go back and go, oh, this is this is the same boring stuff that everybody does. No, no. This is where it came from. Um, right. And if you understand yeah. that ahead of time. But, you know, of course, the greatest movie in the world is uh, Raider's Lost Ark, and it'll never, ever change. Ever. Wow.
0: All right. Well...
2: I just had to say that because
0: Well, I liked it. It was a good segue from cinema archaeology to Raiders of the Lost Ark. It connects. It like makes
2: yeah, it. No. Hold on. That's why will, this is the archaeology. There he is.
0: Cinema archaeology. That's a great name for a podcast, and someone should do it and do something <laughs> like that where you take these older movies and really dig into how they've affected the movies that have come after and, and things like that. Yeah, it's yeah, like homework. <laughs> for you. I, yeah. Well, I'm sure. Like to, that was I, fun. I would listen to it.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. That's my bread and butter kind of thing.
0: So yeah, yeah
1: sure. So, so yeah, I'll move
0: it All like right, that. Well, so
1: you can
2: see my Indiana Jones. There you go. <laughs> I've whole got a wall.
0: In my office. This whole wall good.
2: here is Indiana Jones, but you can't see that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we want to thank you guys for being on the show. We really appreciate it. This was a lot of fun to talk about this movie um, with, with two fans. Um, we, if you've got feedback for the show, you can send that to podcasts at movies that make com, um, And of course, if you guys haven't heard and Droids Media, we are putting on Utah Remote Con. It is coming up in September. Yes. I, um, was,
2: I was accepted to some secret panelist group today.
0: What? It's true. Don't
2: let anybody in these days. I know. I realized <laughs> it was just this is another one of those fly-by-night cons I'm going to be doing.
3: <laughs> we're we're, we're going to sell you some essential oils, don't worry. Uh, yep. No, oh sure. No, um, G- CBD. That's CBD the biggie. Cool Utah <laughs> Remote Con. It's
0: there's nothing to sell we are just asking you to donate to American cancer society. And we're going to set that up and, and promote that uh, during the con. So all the panels and everything is going to be free. You guys want to join in and check that out. Uh, it won't just be movie stuff. We're talking about yep. all sorts of pop culture topics. So it sounds exciting.
2: Um, I'm really glad you guys are doing this. It sounds exciting. I'm, I'm,
0: I'm thrilled be to be the little part that I might be doing it. Well, we mm. appreciate. It. it's going to be, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll see how it goes. Um, but, But in the meantime, thank you guys for being here and thank you who watched and listened and we won't see you at the movies. Now I gotta put our outro. Okay.